0: His other most used phrase is, "I like to dig around in the archives." Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> dig around in the archives. Wait, wait, and... wait. What about? Um, I was a Chronicle paperboy. Yes. <laughs> that's. You uh, have the greatest
0: hits of Peter Hartlaub. That's number
2: one, right?
0: I think you say the archive one more.
2: Yeah, but I mean that's relevant because we'll be in the archive. We'll be talking about something in the archive. The, being a paperboy for the Chronicle is almost never relevant.
1: And yet. <laughs> and yet. Sorry. You make it really oh, Wait, what's, what's Heather's this most used brutal. phrase? This is brutal. I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah, what's, what's, what's I? I don't want to start shit with her. No? I'm afraid of her. No, okay.
2: Yeah, I don't want to start any trouble. <laughs> that was Chronicle theater critic Lily Janik and Heather Knight savagely attacking me for the sin of repeating myself. Pretty brutal, Heather.
0: I'm glad that Lily appreciates my frustration with your repeated phrases.
2: Well, I wanted to have Lily on because the arts are starting to come back, and I knew she'd talk honestly and emotionally about seeing live theater again. And she's also the person who convinced me to get on a bicycle, and I thought we could talk with her about San Francisco as a bike city. Is it a good bike city? What's San Francisco going to be like coming out of the pandemic?
0: Yeah, and my favorite part of the episode was when she repeatedly offered for listeners to contact her because she will help you design a bike route that works for you to your job or wherever you need to get to go. She sounds like she actually really wants to do this in her copious free time.
2: Yeah, she's done it with one of our listeners, Joni. She did it for me. She's my bike mentor. Um, I was just sitting there one day. I kept seeing her come in with her bike helmet And next thing I know, she's meeting me at the Ferry Building and plotting Uh, route into work. And really, Lily is the reason that I've turned into a bike commuter. She's really, really wonderful.
0: Well, she's my theater mentor. I read her reviews all the time, and she always steers me in the right direction. Listeners will hear about that, too, and how I've been taking her advice on various plays and musicals lately and have been loving it.
2: Well, established, we love Lily Janik. Uh, We met at Bernal Rock and Bernal Heights, which is a horrible place to record a podcast. It's one of the five windiest places in the city. You can hear every single emergency vehicle in the city. But I think it turned out okay. I actually, I I give this like a a solid A as an episode.
0: Cool. It also has the famous painted rock that changes every few weeks. And right now it says stop Putin with the colors of the Ukrainian flag.
2: Lily Janik at Bernal Rock coming up. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. I used to be a Chronicle paperboy, And this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Lily Janik, welcome to Bernal Heights. Where Uh, I live. Where you live. (laughs) You're feet away from Bernal Rock and not uh, even
0: feet, inches.
2: Inches.
1: I can touch it.
2: And uh, we're having a podcast. We're going to talk about bikes. We're going to talk about theater, but mostly um, just happy to see you. We used to sit next to each other and got to know each other really well, and I feel like I haven't seen you in a while.
1: Peter and I used to work in a place called The Cave because it was windowless. And and, so dark. And um, you wouldn't know what time of day it was. It was a... Kind of janky, dusty, dirty place. Really great for journalists. We thrive where mold is, I feel like.
0: What do you think of the new remodel with, you know, lots of bright white walls and fake plants?
1: Oh, man. I've only been in a couple of times. It doesn't feel like a place where um, mold would grow, so I don't know if I belong there. So, we'll see. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it
2: was very, very windowless. I feel like I got sick more working there. Yes. Um, you and I, we were very close to each other, but we didn't see each other, but you could always hear my exasperated sighs.
1: Peter's a sire, y'all. Big <laughs> time. And there, there's like a whole language of the Peter sighs also. There, there's like the the really great big heaving one that you kind, it's like, okay, now I have to ask Peter what's going on. <laughs> and there's like more of the filler. There's like a yeah whole range here's the
2: here's the strategy and while you are my bike mentor Lily I can I can mentor you in this a little bit I had I had my um uh editor right near me always and if you have exasperated size then people think like not to bother you or you're You're working really hard or oh geez Peter I better just stay clear of him and let him write his story so that's probably about 80% of it, and then about 20% of it was real size.
1: Oh, man. Wow, that's a good tip. I am going to have to cultivate an angrier, more exasperated persona. Yes, yeah. yeah, This is brilliant.
2: Well, we work at home now, so this is all pretty <laughs> useless. <laughs> we, would,
1: we would just be sighing at our spouses.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, I'm so excited to see you and update you on my recent theater going. Yes. Um, you led me in some great directions. I loved... I, too, Sing America at the Brava Theater. You gave that a rave, and so I took my older son, and we loved it. Oh, yay! Yes, and you also gave Freestyle Love Supreme a rave, which was so funny. I think everybody should see that, although sadly its run has ended here.
1: However, it is touring the country, so all of your listeners all over the U.S. can (laughs) check out when it is playing near them.
0: Yes. How different is it night to night? I
1: was like amazed that they could be so improvisational. Uh, completely different night to night. Um, also in tone like it, it can um, the performers will go deep into what they're dealing with just themselves with their families at home. So sometimes that will come up big time in the yeah. impro- in the improvisations and you know the past two years so I heard from one other audience member well
2: give me the give me the nut graph on freestyle love Supreme yes. what's the what's so these the, layout? the show
1: is created by the creators of Hamilton it is improvised rap uh, with uh, suggestions from the audience changes every single night and these folks ability to beatbox and Come up with rhymes on the spot so quickly that are also f- like not just really funny, but keep referring to things that happened earlier uh-huh. in the really show. Really clever, and it's a rotating lineup. So allegedly, on some nights, Lynn appears. You know, I've never seen it <laughs> myself, um, but you could get all different stars from Hamilton, um, C. Jack allegedly. Uh, Wayne Brady has been known to be a part. So, just huge, huge, huge talent.
0: Yeah, I was amazed. Love that one. So, um I hear that we should check out Dear San Francisco next.
1: Yes, you should. This is the circus show that is now in Club Fugazi, where Beach Blanket Babylon used to play. This is also a show with an ongoing run, so you... You know, don't have just. Oh, three I thought weeks. it was closing, kind of. Soon. Oh no 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 no, no. Um, and also a rotating lineup. Though, you know, maybe their aerialist will stay for six months and then get replaced by someone who's more of a juggler. And <laughs> what, whatever you think, though, of circus like the big top, the elephants, the cheesiness, this is kind of poetic uh-huh. and beautiful, and not in a like. Blech, explosive Cirque du Soleil way. Not that I have anything against Cirque du Soleil. But it, it feels like artsy, edgy performance art. Yeah. Um, that you can take your little ones to.
2: I read your re- reviews and I always feel like you're looking for inspiration. You're looking to be surprised. And then when you find it, there's like this release in your writing. It's this wonderful oh my God. conversation I feel like I'm having with you. But seeing these theaters fighting to survive now, do you find inspiration in that?
1: I, The hunger that theater artists have to tell stories and entertain us and be our guides and help us make sense of the world. What they do for us is such a gift, especially since These actors, I mean, if they wanna put on a compelling show for us, they don't really have the option to wear a mask like we do. And so for them to make all of this sacrifice just to give us a story is, it's really humbling. And as an audience member, I often feel unworthy of it. Mm. And, I. Thank you for what you said about my reviews, because I, I do, I don't know, maybe writing a review is like trying to become worthy of what the actors give you in some small way.
2: So you're my bike mentor. Um, this came suddenly, you showed up with a bike helmet at the Chronicle, and I think I said that was badass. I made a Furiosa comment, and you said, I don't know who that is. I said, that's Okay um mad max fury road
0: oh i was like what i have no idea what you're talking about
2: and you bike (laughs) you bike to every performance or at the time you were and i found that super inspiring and thought well i'll try a bike commute you know if if lily can go to cal shakes and lafayette and it's a nighttime performance i can bike to the chronicle i wonder now though are you biking again are you getting back to place
1: i bike as much as i possibly can and i want to say that um helping Peter bike to the Chronicle. Um, We've talked about that before and I advertise that I am available to help people figure out their bike commutes. We got one listener, Joni Jester, Uh who took me up on that. I met her in Golden Gate Park. We did some biking together. It was awesome. So that offer still stands. Listeners of Total SF contact me. I will help you figure out your bike route and escort you where you need to go. I love this stuff. I care about it deeply. And it can be scary the first time you get on two wheels in the city. You haven't done it in years. So having a buddy to kind of shield you, go behind you, go to the side of you, angrily look at cars <laughs> for you. I'm. I, let me be that person. How should people reach you if they want to take um, up on this? uh my email is at the bottom of all my reviews so (laughs) read one of my reviews first um or you can contact me on twitter at lily janik
2: yeah i remember when you met me at the ferry building and um took me down market street and it was it was pretty scary at the time it was before market had gotten semi-car free and i just remember like i felt like a little baby duckling chick who was being led very carefully by someone who was looking out for me. So I highly recommend this because I bike everywhere now, I I biked here.
1: Yes, Peter did. I saw him um rolling up Folsom Street, y'all, which is n- no joke when you're in Bernal Heights. I-,
2: I walked up two blocks of it and the whole two blocks I'm like, "Please don't let Lily see me walking <laughs> my bike up this hill." No,
1: there's no shame. Okay. I I dismount frequently in Bernal Heights um because I value my my clothing and um <laughs> I want it to last. <laughs> I just want to say um I'm so glad that you
0: were able to help out Joni because she was the one who saved Total Muni for us when things went awry at the end and she figured out how to do our route and still make it. So she was our Total Muni guardian angel. So I'm glad that the Chronicle could pay her back.
1: Yes. Let's keep it going, Joni. (laughs) Yeah, I see
2: Joni um, bike photos every once in a while and I get really happy because um, Joni is super adorable, but with the bike helmet and the bike even more so.
1: That's right. But yes, I do still bike to the theater. Um, I really love it as a way of kind of shaking off my day before I get to the theater, clearing my mind to uh, prepare myself to receive a work of art. And then on the way home, um, it's kind of an excellent way to stay in touch with my body Mm -hmm. so this is kind of a weird woo-woo thing to say but it i actually have to pay very close attention uh, as a critic to the physical sensations in my body as i'm watching a work of theater like does something make um, make my heartbeat faster just to use Mm -hmm. or do i feel tingly or am i twitchy or i really pay attention to that stuff and Mm -hmm. so then On the way home, when I'm like writing, um, thinking about the review I'm about to write, I'm kind of still in that same zone, and it can help me crystallize what I'm going to say. Um,
2: Do you write your review in your head as you're biking?
1: Sometimes. Um, Sometimes I can even get the first paragraph out before I get home. That's pretty exciting when that (laughs) happens. Uh, But sometimes I wake up at 6 a.m. and I have no idea what I'm going to say yet. Do
0: you always know exactly how you feel about something right when it's over or do you have to mull it over?
1: No. Often the writing process, and this is probably a thing that drives me as a critic is I want to write the review to really learn what it is exactly that I think. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you don't force yourself to wring out those paragraphs you might be able to I don't know let yourself get away with saying I kind of liked it Um, I don't know what it is in me but I have this thirst to not be satisfied with that
2: Hmm. I I call it I used to review movies and I called that the lasagna effect like the lasagna (laughs) tastes better sometimes on the second or third day and I never wanted to talk with critics and certainly not with the people who are like the publicist types for the movies as I walk out of a theater because my view may change in the morning the next day when I've had a chance to sit with it Um, sometimes it's the second viewing and that's unfortunate if you can only see things once but um So lasagna effect, you can use that. That's good. Yeah.
0: So what do you think of um, the way San Francisco has changed over the pandemic with slow streets and car-free streets and more bike lanes and
1: more focused on all of that? Some of these streets now are just paradises, 24 hour parties. And it's like, wow, it took a pandemic to make this happen, to turn this corridor into a public plaza. I mean, I—the phrase "silver lining." How how can you even like use that phrase? But at the same time, we have these—we're using our city in such wonderful new ways now. It's so exciting. Um, it feels like neighborhoods are coming alive in a new way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, Page Street, Lake Street. Um, it, it Lake Street in particular. I think um, it could be. It could be a little sleepy sometimes, but now it just feels like you can let your kids roam free Mm -hmm. um, now. It has such a joy about it.
2: We'll be right back after this short break. I feel like, like I started biking about five years ago when you got me on my bike, and I felt like since then that I'm benefiting from all the fights that you and people like your husband, Brian, and um, 50 years of people who have been trying to get these things opened up. Um, To me now with the pandemic, it feels like, and I'm in Alameda, so I'm experiencing it there too. It's like every street that I ever thought to myself, God, there'd be great if there was a bike lane here. It's like, it's happening. And it seems like it's happening super quickly. I'm curious your point of view, because you've been in the game longer and you've been wanting this longer.
1: I mean, it really feels silly that, oh, well, cars can have to be able to have convenient and efficient access to every single street. Um, They just have to, you know, what the city would break down otherwise. (laughs) And how would people get anywhere? Um, Whereas, oh. If b- bicyclists have one north-south corridor on this half of the city, that's, that, that's fine. They can just go there, um, you know, because bicycling is only for recreation or only for kind of crazy athlete types. It's not how real mm-hmm. people, real... Working You're channeling get my around. inbox. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, so good. Yeah, you, you've uh, you might have heard this rant before, but I don't know. I don't necessarily fit the bicyclist stereotype, and I can't imagine getting around any other way. It's a big part of why I moved to San Francisco. I wanted to live somewhere where I could get around by bike, and you've got this seven mile by seven mile city that's a doable distance mm-hmm. in about an hour um pretty much anywhere you would want to go and and we've got this wonderful climate here all year round i mean i rode my bike across the country in 2006 wow. ocean, to ocean and we had to duck in ditches on the side of the road to um when it looked like there was a tornado, we had to seek shelter under a lady's uh, porch in Iowa um, so that we wouldn't get pelted with hail that left gigantic, like softball-sized bruises. Um, I'm from Michigan, where if you were to bike there for much of the year, um, you'd be eating like a steak's worth of mosquitoes. (laughs) Here, it's actually pretty feasible to bike most of the time.
2: You know, the the way you're talking, you know, being here, if you spend a lot of time here, you see the fights lining up on both sides. And I kind of grew up when critical mass was starting. And you think about all of what's wrong with biking here, but 30,000 foot view, which is where you're coming from. Is this a great bikeable city?
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And also I'll say, I can usually get places faster than people who are taking either cars of their own or a taxi or Uber and Lyft because I never have to worry about parking, ever. Um, I can literally drop my vehicle off at the signpost that's nearest the door I'm going to. Does your bike ever get
0: stolen when you're in the theater?
1: Ooh yes and now i have largely corrected that problem by getting um a commuter bike and keeping my nice bike at home mm-hmm. for longer distances only but yes that has happened mm. and that was, that was sad
2: one of the bike mentor rules that you taught me i had my bike stolen you were so kind you helped raise money so we could get another oh, one I
0: remember that. and
2: i got a second bike um so i have i behind me i have my like You know fun go on a trip with lily and brian bike and then if i'm going to be locking it up anywhere other than our gated chronicle um area i have my commuter bike
1: right yeah
2: the one i could like say goodbye to
0: anytime
1: and it'd be okay Yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly Well,
0: um, Peter would like us to go around a few times um, saying our favorite San Francisco bike lanes. I'm not nearly the bicyclist that either of you are. I don't commute. I just do it for fun on the weekends. So mine might be more along the slow streets, car-free streets vibe. But on that note, I will start with the Great Highway. Yes. Love it! One of the few places um, that's flat <laughs> in San Francisco, and um, I, my family and I love going there on the weekends and just back and forth, back and forth. It's great exercise and so fun to see all of the whimsy and um, people out and about. Like the, have you seen the Mario Kart guy who zips along? In his <laughs> yes, I saw him. I want if you're listening, Mario Kart guy, I want you to come on our podcast. Um, roller skaters, kids rolling down the sand dunes people flying kites it's just so you feel like your blood pressure drops there so that's my favorite place to ride my bike yes
1: it's like an ongoing festival every single day so uh should i talk about lake street again yeah um lake street kids coming out of their homes and just it's it almost, I don't know, it defies the image of what a city is.
2: So you're talking about the Lake Street, Slow Street in the Richmond District, uh, lovely cross Richmond District Street, and uh, what do you like about it?
1: I just like how much less sleepy um, the neighborhood feels like now. Um, I i feel like I everyone's kind of coming out of their front doors and bringing their whole families. And it feels safe to let your kids uh, on their tricycles, their training wheels, um, learn how to ride. And you don't have to go all the way to the park to find a spot like that anymore. It's, it's just a wonderful way to bring the neighborhood to life.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Howard Folsom lanes between, uh, let's call it between the Embarcadero and the Chronicle. And this was this wonderful development during the pandemic where I was taking Market Street and getting, you know, I never felt like on Market Street I belonged. I feel like if you follow the rules on Market Street, you're actually putting other people in danger. (laughs) So I wanted streets that were, um, you know, where I could stop at the stoplights and take my time a little bit more. And I just love Howard and Folsom Street. Um, I feel like you're going through the center of the city you get to see the Transbay Terminal, a little bit of Salesforce Tower, um, Gold Club, Moscone Center, Papalote Truck is always there. Coming back, you have I think it's the I call it the Twisty uh, little skyscraper thing, Rinkin Hill. I think um, John King would call it. I think the Mira Tower. But um, I just feel like you're kind of in the center of the city, but you're on a fairly protected bike lane. You don't have to worry too much and can kind of look up and look around. And so much of my early biking through downtown is just being hyper aware of not getting doored, not getting hit. I love having a couple of streets where I can commute in and back from work and just look around and experience the city. So the, the Howard and the Folsom, the newer bike lanes there, that's my pick.
0: Nice. Well, I can't leave out any opportunity to give a shout-out to Car Free JFK Drive. That's right. (laughs) Um, That is also one of my favorite places to bike. I recently did from the eastern end of JFK Drive, and then you can cut over to the southern part of the park, and there's the slow street there, so you can actually make it all the way to the beach on your bike with very few cars to deal with, and that was amazing. So that is a great route.
2: So many to choose from.
1: Oh, this is an easy one. Um, Embarcadero. Yeah. I just... That's another one where you can... If you don't live on that side of the city, you can go and almost forget that you have this amazing close access to the bay. Um, And I just love passing by all the... um, uh, all the pedicabs and kind of waving to those guys. I love passing by the farmers market at the ferry building. Um, it's it's a, and seeing all the joggers and the the tourists looking around and shivering, kind of like I am now. <laughs> I know, <We're> like <laughs> oh, it's getting windier and colder. Yeah, um, it's. And, like, seeing little peaks of the East Bay and the Bay Bridge Mm -hmm. between the giant buildings. And also being grateful that there's no longer a giant freeway on Embarcadero, which was a terrible
0: idea. Yes, so glad that that's not there.
2: I like the north-south lanes. I like Valencia. Um, I like Fifth Street, which is relatively new. But I'm going to pick Polk Street. This is one that... Uh, Lily, my bike mentor, told me about. I was trying to get to Lucasfilm for some interview, and she's like, oh, you gotta go through the Tenderloin. You don't have to do the wiggle for everything in the city. Go through the Tenderloin, Polk Street, not as steep as you think it is. And I ended up having this really nice ride, and now I look forward to doing that, like getting through the Tenderloin, checking things out there, and then getting on polk street and you're like in this little neighborhood it's almost like magic because it's not as hilly as other parts it feels like like a magic trick going through the city down there and you get where you need to go pretty quick people tend to look out for bikes And just like a lot of good smells and shops and people watching. And I always feel good going down there.
1: Yes, you can kind of watch the city transition from Civic Center to the marina on Polk Street in really interesting ways. And every single block has like a new treasure of a shop to discover. I always take Polk Street to get to Magic Theater. And that is a bike ride commute I always look forward to because I know at the end... I'm going to start to see Angel Island and the Golden Gate Bridge, and just anticipating that as I'm cresting the hill is the best thing ever.
0: Oh, cool. So, Lily, have you ever taken our lightning round? No. Well, there's a first time for everything. You up for it? Yes. Okay. Where's your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito?
1: Taqueria, Cancun, but the one in La Lengua. I love calling ahead and they always say, it'll be ready in five minutes.
2: <laughs> Thank you for using La Lengua, the correct the geographical. Correct. Uh, Shout out to
1: Burrito Justice. Yes.
0: <laughs> what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco?
1: I'm going to say Bullet, because now that I live in Bernal Heights and have some real hills in my life, um, I feel like I kind of identify with the way the cars Race over the top of the hills and then kind of bounce. Um, that that's, I I don't actually do that on my bike, but I, I psychologically do. I bet your
0: bike rides make a lot more geographical sense though.
2: Than bullet, yeah, bullet jump awesome. around
1: the city, yeah.
0: Uh, where's your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink?
1: Ooh. Um, also, going to do another La Lengua establishment and say El Rio, uh, whose motto on their sign says, Your Dive. And somehow I always feel like they're all talking about me. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks, El Rio. But I love the inclusive vibe there, love the patio, love the free oysters, love the shows they have out back, and love the prices. Great. Nice.
0: Uh, what was the last book you read?
1: right now oh my gosh I'm rereading a favorite it's uh I don't believe in guilty pleasures as a principle because I don't think you should feel bad about loving a work of art Mm -hmm. but at the same time this feels a little like oh Lily you're reading this again come on uh it's sort of for work sort of sort of um I'm rereading *Sense and Sensibility* by Jane Austen because I'm about to see a musical adaptation of the novel at Theater Works and oh, any like small excuse I get to reread a that's Jane Austen—that's guilty pleasure. Really?
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a classic. Yeah, you shouldn't feel bad about Are it. Are you thought, I serious? I thought you
2: were going like Danielle Steel. <laughs> or...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: well,
2: like that's like high literature in I my know. house.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I just, me and the rom-coms. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what was your first concert? Oh man, um, I actually can't remember if it—I have two, and I can't remember which was first. One's cool, one's not. One was Bob Dylan. Uh huh. One is No Doubt.
0: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Those are very different. Who
2: who opened No Doubt
0: for Bob Dylan? Or... What's your favorite all-time bike ride?
1: <sighs> yes, 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 yes. West Side Road, Sonoma County, outside of Healdsburg. Gentle rolling hills, not even hills, just like little, little ups and downs, mm-hmm. little crusts.
0: What is your favorite hidden gem in
1: Bernal Heights? Store,
0: mm-hmm. restaurant,
1: you can pick. Uh. Per- Mullen Peralta Mini Park because that's where my husband proposed Aww, to me. Oh, nauseatingly <laughs> cute.
0: So romantic. What's
1: your favorite
0: theatrical performance ever?
1: Well, that's the question everyone always wants to ask a theater critic. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now I'm going to hurt everyone's feelings who so I don't say. Ugh. But I'm going to say, come from away at the Golden Gate Theater because it restored my faith in humanity and it made me wish we could all be more like the Canadians in the small town of Gander who took in all of those stranded 9-11 passengers with good humor and generosity and charity and I don't know if we can all more like them but Mm -hmm. I hope we can
2: I saw that on your recommendation and it was like one of my all-time favorite date nights with Kelly
0: I saw that too and it was great Um, last question what is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day
1: visit to pinhole coffee on Cortland Ave shout out to my favorite baristas who always tell me stories about their cats
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it was so fun to talk to you and see you in person I, I don't even know how long it's been uh, at least
1: two years <laughs> yeah and
2: i know our um our listeners can hear the cars going by and the wind going up and down i just want to let you know we have gone through like four different microclimates in the last half hour um i've i've been cold i've been warm i almost got blown off the hill so.
0: <laughs> peter almost fell down the cliff which would have been a tragic end to total sf
2: yeah would you have gone on without me
0: no she, i don't know how, how to would've. produce it you're the tech guy
2: <laughs> that's true <laughs> Well, Lily, thank you very much for uh, bringing us into your neighborhood. And uh, thank you for all of the reviews. And thank you, above all, for um, all the biking tips. You've changed my life, and uh, it's appreciated.
1: My pleasure. And the offer truly stands. Uh, contact me. I will bike escort you wherever you want to go.
0: That is a great offer.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by The Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com/pod.